Thursday night, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. 90 full minutes of fury upcoming. Just real quick on some things here. You know, I noticed on the uh, on the on the pregame where we have uh, Karine Jean Pierre, the worst uh, White House press secretary in this world. But even though she's the worst ever, the dumbest. Uh, absolutely incoherent, has to be reading off of laminated sheets all the time because there's not one clear thought in her head. The most important thing, but of course she is speaking for the White House, even though she's completely incapable of the job, she marks, she has, she, she marks two meritless boxes that are required for the globalist leftist, which is she's black and she's a lesbian, so automatically she has a good job over anybody and everybody else. But she, you know, what, they're, what the Biden administration is concentrating on right now is a homosexuality law in Uganda. I mean, that really affects your life, doesn't it? I mean, who's who's having homosexual sex in Uganda really plays an integral part of my day-to-day life. How about you? You know, here's what they're ignoring, though. Let's see, I have a list here. Banks collapsing, hyperinflation, the southern invasion of our border, uh, China flying over Taiwan, the, the, the on the precipice of a nuclear war, even though that'll never happen in, in our lifetime anyway, or, or before certain events of the book of Revelation unfold. And then the crime rates through the roof, 40% increase in felonious crimes and 25% increase in murder uh, in the United States. But what the Biden administration is concerned about is homosexuality laws in Uganda. And it wasn't just her that spoke about it. It was also John Kirby also came out and spoke about it also. Another White House counselor came out and spoke that part of the Biden administration, part, part of the Biden cabinet, John Kirby. So that's, a, that's very important to them that there's men having anal sex with men in Uganda and what Uganda is doing about that. But none of these other things, and I'm sure there's five or six other things that you thought of that I didn't even put on my list. Here's the other thing I want to talk about real quick as it goes into the, my first video. Just talking about our court system, our judicial system right now in the United States. Of course, we have Alvin Bragg, Twinkies. Never forget his, never, that's Dan Bongino assigned to Alvin Bragg. That would be the district attorney inside of Manhattan trying to get enough votes on the, on the grand jury. And just so everybody knows how grand juries work. And I got this from Dan Bongino this morning when I listened to the show. He was a cop, of course, in New York, also a Secret Service agent in New York, testified in front of grand juries. He knows how it works. So what you have to have is 16 votes. You have to have 16 impaneled members inside of a grand jury, and you have to have a majority of them vote to indict. That's it. And by the way, and people are very concerned about exculpatory evidence not presented by Alvin Bragg to the grand jury, which I'll get into that exculpatory evidence in just a moment. That's legal, by the way. He's allowed to not present that, just so everybody knows. Just like the defendant or the subject of the grand jury, the person that they're trying to make a defendant, doesn't even have the right to present a defense to the grand jury. That's all fact. Whether we agree with it or not, that right now is the law. So you have Alvin Bragg trying to get the grand jury to indict Donald Trump. He can't get it done. And by the way, you can indict anybody for anything because like i said the subject of the indictment doesn't even have the right to be there to defend themselves there doesn't the the district attorney does not even have to present exculpatory evidence to the grand jury which you would have to present to the jury at the trial 
I hope everybody's getting this all clear so far. Okay. So that doesn't, th those are the rules. But even in the midst of having to have an impaneled grand jury of 16 to 23 members, he can't even get a majority of them to vote to indict Donald Trump in Manhattan. In Manhattan. I mean, literally, he can't get them. That would be the equivalent of having a trial about whether homosexuality is moral or not in San Francisco and not being able to get a verdict of, of the affirmative. In San Francisco. He can't even get it. That's how horrible his case is. Why is his case so horrible? You're like, Tom, where are the tweets on this? I got it all up here. I got it all up here. So why can't he get this grand jury? Because he's dismissed the grand jury. Remember, everyone said Trump was going to be um, arrested on Tuesday. Then it was all going to come down yesterday. And then now the grand jury has been dismissed until next week. Unheard of. Never happens. It's because Twinkies cannot get Trump indicted, indicted so far. So far. I'm not saying he won't. I'm just saying so far, which is highly unusual. This, this should have taken place in a hot minute. Boom, done. In, in downtown Manhattan, why can't he? Now listen to the names now. You got Michael Cohen, not, now understand, he might, this, this gets confusing because Trump has had two attorneys named Michael Cohen. One of them is Cohen, C-O-H-E-N, and then there's Michael Cohen, okay, C-O-W-E-N. Cohen is the corrupt one who just got out of federal prison. All right, Cohen is in the background. So when you hear me talk about it, don't pull up the wrong name and say Tom doesn't know what he's talking about. Make sure you pull up the right one. This is the one you used to see on all the Fox shows all the time defending Trump. And then got, uh, got tried and convicted for perjury and other things, whatever it was. Campaign finance, I, I don't remember what. I don't even take, take what I just said away because I don't remember what he got convicted of. But anyway, so what, it, what this whole case about, this whole case is about, just so everybody knows, I finally got a good line for line explanation of this case because I'm like, how could they be trying Donald Trump? First of all, always remember something here. Alvin Bragg is trying Donald Trump for a federal crime that Alvin Bragg doesn't have jurisdiction over. Just remember that. They can't, they can't you can't, it would be like when I was a local law enforcement agent, like, uh, well, I guess you are an agent, but I was a deputy sheriff. So I was a local law enforcement officer trying a counterfeit case in Texas. And I'm a deputy sheriff here where I'm sitting right now, Sarasota, Florida. He doesn't have any jurisdiction over this, but yet he's trying this case, a federal case, and he is a local district attorney. So that's number one. So number two, here is how this, I was wondering, even in the midst of that, so putting that aside, that there's, he has no jurisdictional precedent whatsoever. We got that. But let's pretend for a moment that he did. Here would be, what the charges, what, what he's charging Trump with is campaign finance violations, which again are federal crimes he has no right to charge him for, which even Merrick Garland decided not to go after Trump for. Remember that. So how do these, how do these federal uh, campaign finance crimes, how did they unfold allegedly? Well, of course, it has to do with, with Stormy Daniels. You're like, how does that have to do with Stormy Daniels? Go Michael Cohen, Trump's former attorney, went and paid off Stormy Daniels to not talk about her affair with Donald Trump if there was one. And again, I just stipulate that if there was one, Trump has denied that anything ever occurred. I don't care. It doesn't matter whether any of that happened or not. It morally does. Matters to God. Matters on Judgment Day. But to you and I, it doesn't matter. What is it, Cohen? 
Coincidence. Oh, it is it is C O H E N. I was I may have gotten the names uh, the H and the W mixed up. Aaron Sonnen was sentenced to three years for tax evasion and campaign. I got half of it right. So campaign finance violations and tax evasion. And by the way, I got the W and H mixed up. And former good attorney was C O W E N, and the bad attorney C O H E N. So anyway, Michael Cohen paid off Stormy Daniels. I believe it was three hundred fifty thousand dollars to not talk about her affair with Donald Trump. You're like, okay, how could Donald Trump be criminally charged for that? Because that would be called a confidentiality agreement or, you know, or various other titles that, that, you know, that it, co- that it goes under. It, right, that's, that's correct. The question is, what money was used? Well, you had the Federal Election Commission, which is the FEC. Michael Cohen said to the FEC in a written affidavit that he paid that $350,000 out of his personal money it's personal money okay so we have that then he told his attorney that he lied to the fec and that donald trump paid for that paid for that uh paid for the payoff paid stormy daniels and that he lied to the fec basically under oath that he paid for it but in all actuality donald trump paid for it so based on that Alvin Bragg is charging Donald J. Trump with a campaign finance violation using Michael Cohen as his star witness, which is an easily impeachable witness because he's lied to the FEC. Does everyone everyone get this? That's it. That's the whole case. You like to ask me? No, that's it. So using, and and here's what Alvin Bragg kept from the the, uh, grand jury is that Michael Cohen's attorney came in and testified to Alvin Bragg under oath, is that a deposition or under oath, that Michael Cohen lied to the FEC, which they already knew that. So he, that, that testimony from the attorney was kept from the grand jury. Michael Cohen's own attorney testifying against him that he lied to the FEC, that it was actually, that it was actually not his money, but Donald Trump's money, that was kept from the grand jury in Manhattan. So totally exculpatory. First of all, it's exculpatory evidence. Second of all, it impeaches the star witness. So this case is completely over. So if you're wondering why, I have to steal one more thing from Bongino. That would be the equivalent of trying somebody for murder and the person who was murdered walks into the courtroom and says, I'm alive. And yet you keep trying the person for murder. That's, that's, the, that's what's going on here. Because first of all, under oath, Michael Cohen said, I paid for it. So it can't be a campaign finance. And you're like, well, how's it, how's it campaign finance even if Donald Trump paid for it? It can't be that either. Even if it was Donald Trump's personal money, he can do it, he can pay for it. He's Alvin Bragg is calling it campaign, uh, campaign finance money, even though it did not come from Donald Trump's campaign in any traceable route whatsoever. Even if it didn't, if even uh, what, what Alvin Bragg is saying is Donald Trump did that to save his campaign. Therefore, it was a campaign fi- finance violation because it was an unreported uh, campaign donation to Stormy Daniels. That's his whole case. That's the entire case. And that's why they refuse, they refuse to indict Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, 
The star witness has been impeached by his own attorney. His own attorney also said that Michael Cohen said to him that he would lie about anything to get Donald Trump. And yet they're still, they're still putting Donald Trump uh, into a grand jury trying to get a warrant for his arrest, try, still putting him under a grand jury investigation to try to get a warrant issued for his arrest. This, this is why even in Manhattan, where people are not sensible, these are all Hillary voters, Obama voters, Biden voters, even they cannot issue a warrant to, to arrest Donald Trump, an indictment to arrest Donald Trump out of the grand jury because this is what's happening inside of the grand jury. And part of it they know, part of it they don't because Alvin Bragg, Twinkies, kept the exculpatory information away from the grand jury, which by the way, he's allowed to do, but should he do it? If you are indicting somebody for murder and you have the murdered person alive and well sitting next to you, probably ought to disempanel the grand jury. But they don't. It's just like what it's just what the FBI does all the time. They conjure up an investigation, they instigate crimes, and then arrest people for committing the crimes that they instigated. And then arrest people for obstructing investigations into crimes that never occurred. That's what they do where we were investigating a crime. We were investigating uh, a, uh, an incident and a person refused to cooperate with our investigation. Matter of fact, they lied to us, but then it turned out the crime never actually happened, but they're still arresting the people who obstructed their investigation to a crime that never occurred. That's what's going on today. And I wanna show you why it's going on today by showing you some of Biden's judicial nominees, along with one more time, a brief, brief excerpt from the FAA chief that he's nominated. Here are some Biden nominees. Let's look at this. Play the first one for me, Will. Tell me how you analyze a Brady motion. How I analyze a Brady motion? Yes. Uh, Senator, in my uh, four and a half years on the bench, I don't believe I've had the occasion to uh, address a Brady uh, motion in my career. Do you know what a Brady motion is? Uh, Senator... Uh, in my time on the bench, I've not had occasion to address that, and so uh, it's not coming to mind at the moment what a Brady motion is. Um, do you recall the U.S. Supreme Court case, Brady v. Maryland? Uh, I do recall uh, the name of the case, the senator, yes. And what did it hold? I believe that the uh, Brady case uh, in well, Senator, I believe the Brady case involves something regarding the Second Amendment. It is not. I've not had occasion to address that. If that issue were to come before me, uh, I would certainly analyze that Supreme Court precedent uh, and apply it uh, as I would need to to the facts in front of me. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. What he just said was completely wrong. He's asked from Senator Kennedy, do you know what a Brady motion is? And what he's talking about is having to do with the shooting of James Brady. So what a Brady motion! What 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 is the what is a Brady motion? It's what I was just talking about, exculpatory material and whether that should be exposed to a jury or not. And he's talking about the Second Amendment. This is a Biden federal judge nominee who has no idea about exculpatory evidence, judiciary rules. He's going to be he's going to be a presiding federal judge over judicial proceedings of all sorts and have no idea about whether exculpatory material is allowed in the courtroom courtroom or not this is a but of course he has to be he has to be qualified because the melanin content in his skin 
re- has, has, has reached the approved level of the globalist left. How about who cares? Whether it's man, woman, Asian, uh, uh, Latino, uh, white. White is still okay. You know, it's okay to nominate a white man or a white mo- woman for a judicial bench. Just saying, Tom, you're, I'm, am I a racist for saying that it's okay to nominate white people? That, that See, what they do is in Goebbels fashion, make you afraid to, to speak common sense, to espouse common sense. It's perfectly okay to nominate a white human being for a federal judge position. It's perfectly fine. But you, instead, you end up with idiots like this guy who's only been nominated because he's black. He's not an idiot. He's not an idiot because he's black. He's just an idiot. There's plenty of idiot white people, idiot Latino people, idiot black people, idiot Asian people. Doesn't matter what skin color you are. It's whether or not you're an idiot or not. This man is an idiot. He's only got four and a half years in. Why is he being, why is he being nominated to be a federal judge when he's got four and a half years on the bench. Why? Because he's black. Nobody else will say it but the TLP. Maybe a few other people will say it. I hope that Tucker would say it. I know that Bannon would say it. If this is, you know, a few other people, you know, Bongino would say it, but that's it. It's like nobody will say out loud that we have a major black on white crime problem in this country right now that has been caused by CRT and DEI. It's been caused by uh, the, the legitimizing of violence against white people because they've all these, the certain segment of the black population has been taught that all white people are KKK members. And even if somebody is racist, because there's plenty of racists in the black community, it does never, if I go down, the, if I go walk down the road tonight, and a black man calls me racist names, that gives me no right to hit him. And that goes either, even if I was denied a job because I'm white, I am not allowed to instigate violence. I'm allowed to instigate litigation. That's it. But that's all been lost and nobody gets prosecuted. Just like we saw, whether it was white terrorists with Antifa or black terrorists with BLM, none of them get prosecuted because we have a filthy, rotten, corrupt judicial system that refuses to, uh, to prosecute anybody who's, who's a leftist, who's a member of the Democratic Party or a potential Joe Biden, Joe Biden voter. You and I commit the same crimes. We're going to jail for them. Here was just a brief, I want to just rewind this. I'll show a snippet of it. Chief Nerd video. Here's Biden's nominee for FAA chief. This is the guy who's going to be in charge of all the commercial flights around America and international flights coming in out from outside of America into America. This is the guy who Joe Biden nominated to be in charge of all those flights. Play for me, Will. So Mr. Washington, can you quickly tell me uh, what airspace requires an ADSB transponder? Not sure I can answer that question right now. That's, that's okay. We'll just keep going. So um, that's, a, that's a pretty important part. Mm-hmm. So what are the six types of special use airspace that protect this national security that appear on FAA charts? Uh, sorry, Senator, I cannot answer that question. Okay, so what are the operational limitations of a pilot flying under 
basic med. Senator, I'm not a pilot, so... Uh, but uh, obviously you'd ever see the F Federal Aviation Administration, so um, any, any idea what those uh, restrictions are under basic med, quickly? Uh, well, some of the restrictions I think would be high blood pressure. Uh, some of them would be... Uh, it, it's more like how many passengers per airplane, how many pounds okay. in different categories, and uh, what, ele what uh, altitude uh, you can fly under, so, and, uh, and then... Uh, amount of knots, it's under 250 knots. So okay. it's not having, having anything to do with blood pressure. So can you tell me what causes an aircraft to spin or to stall? Uh, again, Senator, I'm not a pilot. Um, okay, uh, let's keep going. What are the three aircraft certifications the FAA requires as part of the manufacturing process? Quickly, please. Uh, three aircraft certifications. Uh, again, uh, what I would say to that is that one of my first priorities would be to fully implement that Certification Act uh, and report You know the three the types, uh, Mr. Washington? The, the three no. types? Okay. Yeah, that's type certificate, production certificate, and airworthiness certificate. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Let's just keep going, see if we can um, um, get lucky here. So can you tell me what the minimum separation distance is for landing and departing airliners during the daytime, Mr. Washington? I don't want to guess on that, Senator. Are you familiar with the difference between Part 107 and Part 44809 when it comes to unmanned aerial standards? Unmanned aerial, unmanned like drones, are you familiar with the yes, difference? Yes, yes. Okay, you know the difference between those two, Part 44809 and Part 107? Do you know the difference there? No, I cannot uh, okay. spell that out. So in other words, he has absolutely no idea about how to run the Federal Aviation uh, Administration, but yet he's Biden's nominee. He doesn't know anything about uh, pilots, about aircraft, about air traffic control. He knows absolutely nothing, but because he, he checks the black box, he gets to be nominated. And again, it's gonna, listen, I don't care. The previous, the, the interim FAA chief is black and is perfectly qualified, but because he's a Trump nominee, He's not allowed to be in, so it, it doesn't even matter about color. It matters about what color you are and what political party you're associated with, i.e. Clarence Thomas or any other, any other official that you can name. It's got nothing to do with it. Whether you're black, it has to do with it. Has, it again, there's numerous boxes, and the more that you check, the better. Now, if he was a transgender, bisexual man who was black, he would have gotten the job automatically. I mean, automatically he would have gotten it because I mean, he would have he would have checked like 17 of the 20 required boxes. He, he checks a couple, so he qualifies for the nomination. Not, again, people they call me racist all they want. Why is that man nominated? We know why. I'm the maybe the only one who will say it out loud, and that's got nothing to do with. I don't. That's got nothing to do with being a racist. It's like it has to do with there. Joe Biden is the racist. If you're propping forward people because of their race, you're a racist. Not just the people who hate black people or hate white people that are racist. If you have black people that are propping up white people, giving them jobs because they're white, they're racist too. Whether, it, whether it's positive racism, or that, uh, racism that, it's, that the outcome is positive or giving person a job, it's never really positive, but just say, for sake of discussion, even if the racism is positive, where it gives a person, like in, in the NFL, where you have to interview three black coaches every time you have a, a head coaching position that's open, that's, that would be considered positive racism. 
It's pushing, allegedly giving black people jobs, but it's still racism. Why can't everybody just earn on their own merit? Get a job on your own merit. That's where we are now. And you look at how dangerous it is to have affirmative action type values associated with especially certain federal entities like hundreds of thousands of people per day floating around in the air and you're responsible for controlling when they land, how they land, how much weight the plane's allowed to have, the certificates of pilots, and you know nothing about them. And here's just one other little thing. How about before you go to a, go to a congressional hearing, uh, you prepare yourself, numb nuts. How about you read a manual, you stupid idiot? And that guy's going to be in charge. And by the way, I don't care if it was a white man, black man, white woman, black woman, Asian woman, Asian man, Latino man, Latino woman. I'd say the exact same thing because idiocy goes across the racial spectrum and knows no bounds. Let's go to the next one, shall we? Washington Free Beacon. Here's another judge nominee. Judge, tell me about Article 5. Play for me. Senator Kennedy. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and congratulations uh, to all of you. Um, Judge, on the far end, uh, tell tell me what Article 5 of the Constitution does. Article 5 is not coming to mind at the moment. Okay. How about Article 2? Neither is Article 2. Okay. Do you know what purposivism is? Um, In my 12 years as an assistant attorney general and my nine years serving as a judge, I was not faced with that precise question. Um, We are the highest trial court in Washington state, so I'm frequently faced with um, issues that I'm not familiar with, and I thoroughly review the law, our research, and apply the law to the facts presented to me. Well, you're going to be faced with it as a, if you're confirmed. I can assure you of that. Um. So once again, you have a federal judge nominee who has no idea what the Constitution says. Might be a problem if you're being tried for your life in a crime, you know, a criminal trial, right? I mean, she has no idea what Article 5 or what was the other, Article 2 of the Constitution is. No idea. And then, of course, she just espouses in my 14 years as a state attorney and nine years as a judge, and you, know, you don't even know what Article 5 or Article 2 of the Constitution is? You know why they don't know? Because they don't apply the Constitution. These people are not Americans. You're like, Tom, how dare you say that they're... Listen, you can be an American citizen without being an American. Just like you can be, you can, you can have the label as a Christian without being saved. Lots of people call themselves Christians that have no adherence to the Bible. Therefore, you're not saved. It, it, that comes right out of 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. Being saved by the word of God. Saved by the word of God. You get saved by the word of God because the word of God is Jesus. You become an American be through the Constitution. You're a legit American if you follow the Constitution. She has no adherence to the Constitution whatsoever, and she's been ruling as a judge for years like that. 
Think about think about the judicial system in Washington State, which of course is Seattle. You know, I mean Seattle. What's uh, trying to think of other uh, cities inside of Washington State? You know, but anyway, I mean that's that's you know think about that. Olympia, the all you know inside of Washington. You think about how this woman has been ruling all these years. So here's, remember this one, of course, this is a classic. You got to bring back the classics. Always bring back the classics. Here's Marsha Blackburn, Blackburn, uh, te- uh, Senator from Tennessee, asking Katanji Brown-Jackson, who, by, who now is a Supreme Court justice, who can't define what a woman is. Play it for me. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Not in this context. I'm not a biologist. Not in this context. I'm not a biologist. A biologist to to define what a woman is? I mean, explain to me. And again, I could spend 30 or 40 minutes on this, which I won't, hopefully. But if you're like, how would you ever try a, a civil litigation a civil litigation case where a woman has been sexually harassed. How would you ever try a civil litigation uh, case if if, a, if if it was a man that was 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 sexually harassed? Because there is no determination about who could harass the person when you can't determine the harasser's sex or the person being harassed sex. How can it ever be sexual harassment when sex no longer exists? Does that make sense? How does it, because you don't have a man who's harassing a woman or a woman who's harassing a man. You have an inanimate object harassing an inanimate object because there is no determination about sexual harassment because sex doesn't exist. Say you had a woman who is being sexually harassed, asked for sexual favors from a man in order for her to be promoted. The man can just simply say at trial, "Uh, by the way, at that time I was identifying as a woman. So how is she being sexually harassed by another woman? So I guess to be a lesbian sexual harassment case this is a supreme court justice this is why we have what's going on alvin bragg someday will come up to be a federal for a federal judgeship just watch just watch because he checks all the right boxes all right moving on i could spend all night in the judicial system because it absolutely drives me nuts but already it's 905 which i can't believe i don't know where the time goes all right, so here's a pick right here. I just have, we're changing, changing subjects. Here we go. Banking system. Biden's horrifying new plans from Breitbart to control your bank accounts. Just leave this up. The pilot program from Breitbart is called, everybody write this down or save this show and write it down later. Take a screenshot of this or go to the article at Breitbart. The pilot program is called, remember this, Regulated Liability Network U.S. pilot is designed to weaponize the government's control over your money. In other words, of course, CBDC currency. That's what this is about. It's, it's, it's not just, it's not something that they're considering. They are right now the pilot program. You know that from TV shows. You don't have a pilot that's not playing. The pilot is the first season or the first show of the first season. So this is already implemented right now. It's already implemented. There's a pilot program called Regulated Liability Network. That's what it is. It is CBDC currency so that, for again, I could spend three hours on this. I'm going to try not to. 
It's so that all of your money is digitized currency. And people again will say, I'll, I'll buy gold. If it's digitized, digitized currency, central bank, CBDC, central bank digital currency, does gold is now irrelevant. Cash is irrelevant. I'll buy real estate. And then, and then once I buy all my real estate, when they go digital, they won't be able to take away my land. I'll always have that value. Oh, really? How are you going to pay your property taxes? If, if Joe Biden turns off your account because you voted for Trump, or because you voted for gun legislation that he didn't like, oh, that'll never happen. It's happening all the time. We have people arrested, whether it's Steve Bannon, Peter Navarro, Michael Flynn, uh, the persecution, the lawfare that's being conducted against Alex Jones, numerous other cases, Roger Stone. We, have, we could go over the J6 prisoners. And by the way, the FBI is wanting to arrest, I believe, another 1,200 people for J6 for what crimes again so you don't think they can weaponize they've already weaponized the court system they can't weaponize money and they're already you've already seen this happen with paypal you already saw it happen what was the um, the bank that wanted to uh no discover card wanted to track all gun purchases and then there was the bank i don't want to give the wrong name but it goes well as fargo that wanted to track all gun purchases so why is all this infrastructure being put in place this all came out after this became a pilot program, in my opinion, in my opinion. Once you started to hear about Wells Fargo wanting to track gun purchases, I believe that it's part of the regulated liability network, regulated environmental social governance regulation. You're gonna, you are going to regulate a com- company, govern a company based on how many carbon credits they bought. They don't buy enough? Your resources are shut down. Your ability to buy, sell, trade, or travel, shut down. You're like, I'll be able to get by. How are you going to get by? How, how would you get? This is why you have to stand. It's why you never put a mask on or stand six feet apart from somebody or take a vaccine or close your churches because they, come, they just keep coming. You do actually the opposite. Again, I'm stealing. I'm stealing a lot of stuff from Bongino tonight, but I'm like, you double down. You actually go the opposite. Do Or here's the thing, I'll steal from Ron DeSantis. I mean, they can't keep up with Ron DeSantis. I know he blew it with the Alvin Bragg part. They can't keep up with Ron DeSantis. He does one thing, and before they can excoriate him for the one thing, he's done three more. They can't keep up with it. That's what you do. When you when Donald Trump wins the presidency in 2024, he needs to come in. I'm stealing this from Bongino. Fire everybody in it, fire the first 500 people in the deep state. Fire the FBI chief, fire all all, you know, the, the upper echelon of the FBI, what they call the seventh floor, fire the entire seventh floor. And before you can, before he can be excoriated in the media, then go fire everybody at the, at the, the, at the, at the, uh, that leads the DOJ. I'm trying to think the, the administration of the DOJ, fire all of them. And then when they get all upset about that, then go to the APA and fire all of them. And then right when you do that, disband the IRS disband the epa disband the the national education association well that's the that's the union what, whatever the government entity is with the edu- i can't remember the title right now the department of education disband them just never let them never let them breathe that's what you know people are so afraid of the heat the worst thing you can do is try to incrementally do these things because they just fry you every step of the way and they'll scare you into doing the ne- next step do what they do 
Stay one step ahead of being excoriated. Stay, stay one step ahead of the media persecution. It can't keep up. That's what you got to do. All right, so I just wanted to put that out there. So everybody remember, regulated liability network. Pay close attention to it. They'll, they'll rename it. It's funny how these demons always reveal themselves. You know, disinformation governance board, right out of Goebbels. Regulated liability network, right out of Goebbels. Let me read the rest of this. It's designed to weaponize the government's control over your money, especially if you voted Republican, disagree with Democrats' agenda, or even posted on social media about the government's wrongdoings. You had the one woman who spoke out against transgender, uh, the transgender movement on Facebook was reported, to, was reported to Facebook by the military. Facts. You're like, no, it was one isolated military officer, by the way. Was he ever corrected? No. Because the military is, listen, it's all gone right now. It can all be saved. You can fix it. I'm not, you know, I don't, you know, stand around all day or walk around all day depressed. I'm just telling you, the military is no better than the FBI now. It's, I mean, it's run by Mark Milley and Lloyd Austin. Think about that. Mark Milley and Lloyd, White Rage Milley runs the military, chairman of the Joint Chiefs. That's who runs the military right now. They're all vaxxed. That the sickness rates, the malady rates inside of the military have gone up 300 to 1,600%. I won't go over that tonight. That's from the DMD, uh, D, DMED, DMED, a lawsuit with Thomas Rents, 300 to 1,600% increase in all maladies inside of the military, which began strangely in 2021 and 2022. Strange, isn't it? 500% increase inside of the military in AIDS. 500% increase in AIDS in the military. This, these are going to be the ones who fight. And by the way, just so everybody knows, if we were in a kinetic war with China, just so everybody knows, not one Chinese citizen has received an mRNA vaccination. Are you aware of that? They didn't, they didn't get the Moderna. They didn't get the Pfizer. Strange how that works, isn't it? Gosh, I could spend four hours on this right now. Strange how it all works, isn't it? I mean, I could deep dive into it about who made the vaccines and who it benefits. I'm not going to do it because we've got other vaccine stuff to get into, which we're going to get into right now. But just think about it. They didn't take the Moderna. They didn't take the gene-altering vaccine. They took their own standard vaccination. You're like, well, yeah, but they've been overrun. They haven't been overrun anymore. The United States has been overrun by COVID. It's all just a big fallacy. It's being used in China just like it has been used in the United States to usher in totalitarianism, to usher you into a one-world commerce system with a single access point controlled by a tyrant. Tom, why do you say that all the time? Because I want you to memorize it. It's the book of, it's not a quote from the book of Revelation, but it describes the book of Revelation. Chapter 13, 16 through 18. That's in, in, in 14, 9 through 11. In 14, 14. It's actually 14, 9 through 16. Memorize these verses. All right, Rumble video. Here's Ed Dowd. And everybody knows I'm a big fan of Ed Dowd. Well, this is actually not going to be Ed Dowd in this video. This is Robert Redfield. But it was, it's from uh, Pandemic War Room, Steve, Steve Bannon, one of the shows that I watch. And it's actually Redfield on this video, Edward Dowd. I'll show you a little bit later. And, and Robert Redfield lays it out as perfectly as you can see. Now, some of you already know this but you may not know the specifics of it here's how the virus COVID-19 originated play for me 
Dr. Redfield, I think a lot of people might say, well, okay, we don't know exactly for sure which of these two hypotheses it is. Uh, policy, maybe policy changes should happen to guard against to, both of them. You know, if we, if there were, we, we, there's only maybe so much we can do about wet mar open wet markets in, in China, but if we had them in the U.S., we would close them. Uh, we would also maybe renew the moratorium on gain-of-function research, which expired in 2018. My understanding is some exceptions were granted anyway under that moratorium. Um, Dr. Fauci was was deposed on this issue and, and, and gave some inclination that he might have personally signed off on some exceptions, but now that moratorium no longer exists. Do you think we should re-implement a moratorium on this research like today? Yeah, I mean, the reason that I've taken the position that I've taken, you know, I, I just prefer to stay out of the public eye and been there, done that. But I took this position because I feel very strongly that we need to have a moratorium on gain-of-function research. I told you that the great pandemic is coming. I think it's going to come not from spillover. It's going to become from gain-of-function research or intentional bioterrorism, right? It's going to be a bird flu virus that is manipulated to be able to transmit human to human, very similar to what we saw with the COVID. You know, in 2014, that laboratory published that they finally learned how to take their COVID virus and have it bind to the H2 receptor in humanized mice, and therefore it could go human to human. I mean, they did the experiments, they published them in, in 2014. And, and now we see that there's a COVID virus, which is, I think, has a n number of signature sequences in it that aren't normal. The fear and cleavage site, the fact that they use the nucleotide triplet for arginine that humans use, not bats use. The fact that COVID right now can barely infect bats, but it can infect humans. I should tell you that there's a lot of evidence that this virus was manipulated to be able to be highly transmissible among humans. Now, I like what Redfield's doing now, but where was he in 2020? That's my only problem with him. And I always want to make sure that we don't deem somebody heroic who's not. Okay, I like what he's doing. I'm glad that he's jumping on now, but it probably is out of guilt. Which, hey, you know what? Great. I'm all fine with that. Um, I, I have been guilty many times in my life and have operated out of guilt. No problem. Welcome. You know, welcome to the jungle, Robert Redfield. But... Where were you in 2020 when you could have easily spoken out against this? He was like, well, I was left out of the conversation. You're the CDC director. Even if you were left out of the conversation he's talking about is between Francis Collins and Anthony Fauci at the NIH and NIAID. That's fine. But you're the head of the CDC, which is actually more powerful than the NIH. You are the center of disease control. The NIH just diagnoses it. You're the one who actually coordinates the response and you did not freaking nothing. Nothing. Should have come out and talked about all this now. That it was a, he knew this then. Now, you understand who Redfield is. Listen to the man talk. This is a certifiable freaking genius. He is an immunologist. Anthony Fauci is an epidemiologist, which is basically like a social studies degree. This is an immunologist. Listen to what he was saying here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the best I can with this verbiage. Obviously, I'm, I pushed a police car around for 25 years and pastor a church in Florida. I'm not an immunologist, but I, I can write down what the man said, which is what I've been doing for the last three years of 15 days to flatten the curve, listening to the experts. On both sides, and the, the, the people on the left side are complete idiots, frauds, propagandists, and gaslighters. That's all they are. With a specific agenda, which you know that it, what, what that agenda is. Control you. So he said, this was all publicized. The origins, you're like, Tom, we don't want to talk about the origins. Listen, you've got to know the facts you got to know them 
I mean, we already know it's a, we was, it was a lab leak. Okay, right. But how is it a lab leak? You need, we need to understand. Yeah, I got to bring out my paper because this is a lot of this lot of verbiage. I don't know what this verbiage is. Some of it I know. What's going on over here? Okay, there we go. So we had a little tech issue over to my right. So we had a 2014 article published by who? Who published a 2014 article? Anthony Fauci? No. Uh, Peter Daszak? No. Ralph Barrick? No. That would be the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The bat lady, Xi Jing Li. She's the one. I actually remembered it. Xi Jing Li. Never can remember it. The bat lady, she published, or they published an article in 2014 saying, espousing what? Testifying to what? Saying what? That they had figured out how to bind, they had bound COVID-19 virus to an a, a human ACE2 receptor. What is that, by the way? That would be called ACE2 receptor inside of humanized mice. They humanize the mice, give the mice the same immune system as you and I. So they come out with an article and say, you know what? That's what we did. We got that accomplished. How did they accomplish that, by the way? Ralph Barrick from UNC in partnership with Xi Jing Li, the bat lady, inside of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And also it's come out possibly that Anthony Fauci was having a, an illicit affair with a woman inside of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. In other words, he was honeypotted. So he keeps his mouth shut, even though it's a lab leak. You know, it's a, he knows it's a lab leak, but they'll put out videos of him with this woman he's having an affair with, potentially, allegedly. Not to mention his financial loss, loss to his reputation, and treasonous activity, because you had Ralph Barrick from UNC, close buddies with with Anthony Fauci, close buddies with Peter Dasik and the Equal Health Alliance, close buddies with Francis Collins at the time, the head of the NIH, sharing, sharing. Receptor, ACE2 receptor technology with the Wuhan Institute of Biology because they're all just scientists. They're all just innocent, independent scientists, right? The people at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, a level four bioweapons lab run by the CCP and the PLA. This is who they're sharing. And by the way, they can all claim innocence all they want. Anthony Fauci has always known. He has always known that the Wuhan Institute of Virology is run by the People's Liberation Army and is a bioweapons lab. He knew it, just like Hunter Biden knew that he owned an, a mega shares of Metabiota, which is a bioweapons lab inside of Ukraine, sending millions of dollars to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. That's all fact, by the way, absolute fact, which is why Ukraine must burn. Because you got to burn all that evidence so that the Biden family can be preserved, of course, because that's what's most important is that the bourgeois leftist elitists who actually add nothing to your life ever are always preserved. So they put out an article that they have learned how to attach COVID-19 to ACE2 receptors inside the human body, gain-of-function research. That technology was given to them by Ralph Barrick from the UNC. That's treason. It's treason. Absolute treason. Fear on cleavage site, human. Nucleotide triplet arginine, human. It's all human. If you look at, has Anthony Fauci ever looked at the alpha variant of COVID-19 under the microscope? He never has testified that he has. Never. Remember the first couple emails that he got said these very things. That this sure looks like ACE2 receptor, fear on cleavage site, nucleotide triplet arginine, which are human, not not bat. And by the way, bats can bats can't even currently, and I'm not talking about just Omicron, I'm talking about Omicron, 
Delta and Alpha, bats can't even catch it. So how did it originate from bats? Bats can't catch Alpha, uh, Delta, or Omicron. No, they can't catch it. So how did it originate from bats? Can you catch a cold? Can you catch the flu? Yeah, because you know what? It's coming from a reservoir from humanity and animals, so you can catch it. Bats can't even catch this because it's now been completely humanized. That's impossible. If it was, if it came from a bat, it would be flowing back and forth between bats and humans. Bats would be getting regularly sick without the alpha variant of COVID-19, the delta variant of COVID-19, and the Omicron variant of COVID-19. But they can't be sick from any of them because they are actually immune because this is a strictly now human virus because it was humanized. And it's been humanized since 2020. Well, actually, the first cases were, were in mid-2019. That's the actual fact, which we'll learn in just a minute. So you need to understand, that's exactly where we're at. And the last thing I want to say is that Dr. Redfield, I disagree with him on this. He said that the next great, great pandemic will be a bird flu, a bird pandemic. It won't happen. It won't happen. Here's the reasons why. So that, why there won't be a nuclear war. Tom, these are bold proclamations. I will come out and say I was wrong if I'm wrong. I promise you. I will humbly come out, as I did with, with Derek Chauvin and George Floyd, and say I was wrong. I falsely accused Derek Chauvin of killing George Floyd. I was wrong, and I've gone over that. I could, you want me to spend three hours on that, guys? I could. All over and over again. Oxygenation rates, everything else. Derek Chauvin is completely innocent, did not kill George Floyd. But I came out and said I was wrong. And I thought that the... the the, that the uh, election would be overturned. 2020 election would be overturned. I didn't get into the crazy QAnon bullcrap stuff of this day and that day. I just thought to go through the court system and we'd get a, a state or two reversed and Trump will win since he only lost by 40,000 votes, really. I mean, they say 81 million to 74 million. That has nothing to do with it. That's, that's, the, that's the, the popular election. It has nothing to do uh, with, with, you know, with, what, with what counts. He actually lost by, by, with the electoral college count by 40,000 votes. Which you didn't lose, we know that, which I won't get into either. But I came out and said I was wrong. I'll always come out and say I was wrong. I missed it. I misquoted this, whatever it may be. I will, but I'm telling you right now, we're not going to have a nuclear war. And we're not going to have a major pandemic like that. What kind of pandemic will we have? Another one of these COVID ones. We'll have those. Those just like climate change. Climate, climate kills people. Yeah, you know, climate does kill people. Virus does kill people. But you know, you don't, every time you see black clouds in the sky... You don't go dig a hole and, and lay in it. Is it just another storm? But occasionally, storms kill people. But not every storm. They'll just create a storm that can kill. A lightning, a, a good solid, if you ever lived in Florida, a really solid Florida thunderstorm kills, kills people every now and then. Lightning, whatever it may be, does. Kills people. That's what, that's what they'll create. That's, what, that's all COVID was. And, and that's why you have their fraudulent estimate, estimation of global deaths of five to 18 million people. How do you, how do you have a variation of 13 million? I mean, you ought, you, you ought to know whether it may be five to 7 million, but there's estimation five to 18 million, whatever number they can use to leverage it into being the pandemic in the moment that they want it to be. That's all that it's about. And that's all they'll do again. That's what they will do again. They can't, why can't they release a virus with a 50% uh, a 50% death rate. Why, why can't they do that? Because it'll kill them too. That's why there won't be a nuclear war either. But Putin doesn't want to die. Voldemar Zelensky, who's lock in lockstep with Putin, they're hand in hand, both funded by the CCP. You have the CCP meeting with Voldemar Zelensky two weeks ago, 
CCP and Xi Jinping meeting with uh, uh, Vladimir Putin last week. I mean, how can this be? Iran meeting with the CCP, and Iran is now working out, and now Iran is helping to fund Russia. They're all in this together, including Voldemar Zelensky. He's corrupt. He's a multi-billionaire. Totally corrupt. Uh, jet set all around the globe, being worshipped by leftists, when he himself is a totalitarian. He himself is not, it hates, it hates, well, he espouses the transgender movement now because it'll get him more money from the United States, but I'm not going to digress on all that. So there, I'm just telling you, there won't be another giant pandemic. There won't, there, there's never been a pandemic. This has been something that killed the elderly and the morbidly obese. The average age of death and COVID inside the United States, which you heard me espouse a million times is 79, life expectancy is 77. That's what you'll see happen again. Something that will kill off a segment of the population, which wouldn't have even killed off that segment of the population if they were given hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and vitamin D and vitamin C. It never would have killed any of them off either. But they refused all that because they had to have the deaths to justify the response, which was the DOD response, which I could spend another three hours on. So many tributaries to this river, it actually overwhelms me at times. All right, so here we go. Let me switch on. Now, where am I at, Will? Vigilant Fox? This is some good information right here. Vigilant Fox video. Robert Kennedy Jr., the Chinese CDC director, the version of the CDC inside of China, must have known about COVID-19 circulating before event 201. Play it for me. George Gao, who's the CDC, you know, Chinese CDC, who must know at that point that this virus is already circulating because he is the world's, the, the Chinese expert on coronavirus. He has to know it's circulating in Wuhan. And it, by the way, in September of 2019, the Wuhan lab removes all 22,000 you know, viral samples from the website. So it's clear at that point. And they, you know, meanwhile, the satellite shows that the hospitals were already filling up the chatter that was monitored by Harvard and Brown and uh, BU. Uh, they're all talking about the symptoms of coronavirus. So the Chinese government had to know this and George Gale had to know it. He's there in October of 2019 with the CIA, former deputy director, talking about how do we quiet people when they start talking about a lab leak. And she says, quote, not only do we need to sense them, but we need to flood the zone with authoritative voices, which means propaganda, you know, dismissing it. If you have a trusted source, I believe in the idea that we shouldn't be trying to um, control communication, but rather flood the zone in a sense with a trusted source that then is <coughs> influential community leaders as well as health workers. And of course, that's exactly what they did. So event 201 took place in October of 2019. The Chinese knew about COVID-19 before that. Strange, isn't it? Now, who's in conjunction with the Chinese? Who is in lockstep with the Chinese? Who is in perpetual communication with the Chinese? That would be Anthony Fauci. That would be Anthony Fauci, NIAID. Francis Collins, NIH, are all in. UNC, Ralph Barrick, uh, Peter, Peter Dasek, and the Eco Health Alliance are all in communi constant communication with the CCP and with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The outbreak began long before October of 2019. Now, all of these people, and of course, Bill Gates is involved because Bill Gates is funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology because he wants to create viruses that require vaccines. And one more thing I want to tell you. When it comes to gain-of-function research, let's all name together, we have five people in this room, and then you go ahead and name one vaccine that's ever been derived from 
gain-of-function research. Ready? Go. Never has happened. That's the testimony of Robert Redfield, former head of the CDC. That's why he wants it banned. Because we've never even gotten a vaccine out of it. They claim to use gain-of-function research to get ahead of viruses so they can create vaccines. They've never created one vaccine that works, ever. So just keep that in mind. So you had the Chinese that knew about, they had an outbreak of COVID-19. Not in December of 2019. Not in 2020. In August of 2019 or before. A breakout of COVID-19 before. And by the way, we've also found other evidence that COVID-19 was existing in the sewer systems of other locations before that. It's a fact. So this was already out, but it's very strange. So you have... COVID-19 that's breaking out inside of China, right? And you have the CCP in constant communication, Xi Jinping, the bat lady, constantly in communication with Bill Gates, Anthony Fauci, Klaus Schwab, Francis Collins, NIH, NIAID, in constant communication. And then, so this is going on long before Event 201 occurred, and suddenly in the months prior to Event 201, but then it just pops into Bill Gates' mind because Event 201 was put on by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in conjunction with the WEF. And then just suddenly they decide, after being in communication about a COVID-19, a coronavirus outbreak, to do a tabletop exercise convention about what? A coronavirus outbreak. Strange. It is strange coincidences, isn't it? This is all on the record. It's all verified with paperwork and emails. This is what happened. Before Event 201, they all knew about COVID-19. And then it did a tabletop wargaming exercise about how to respond to it. You had the head of the Chinese uh, CDC, Guao, G-A-O, meet with who? The interim chief of the CIA, Avril Haines, who was a keynote speaker at Event 201. And what does she espouse in Event 201? Flooding the zone with propaganda. Propaganda of fear. Lock, you better lock down or you're going to die. You better mask you're going to die. You better vax you're going to die. You better social distance you're going to die. And then making sure that you, that you take out of all media discussion any opposition to the original fear-based narrative. Hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, vitamin D, exercise, lose some weight. All that just gets tossed to the side in Goebbels, in, in Goebbels style, uh, propaganda style. She was discussing this prior to event 201 with the head of the Chinese CDC and was then discussing it again at event 201. Oh, event 201, that's just right-wing conspiracy. Really? Type it in. I can have, I can, we got to get that technology here. And I've got, remind me of this. Look at me, look at me, look at me. We've got to get this technology that when I have you look up something that they can see what you find. We've got to figure out how to do that. Put that in the back of that beautiful mind of yours because I want to be able to do it because all you can hear me say is when I tell you certain things, at certain times we can put stuff on the screen. But you think event 201 is some sort of uh, right-wing conspiracy? No, you can pull it up. There's countless videos. They've, they're stupid enough to leave that on YouTube which proves my entire narrative, not theirs. All right, let's go to the next thing. I spent all night on Vet 201. I'm not going to do it. Here's Dr. Ray video. Look at this. You, you, you don't believe? that? Remember now, what did they tell you? What did they tell you for months with the Vax? It's not a gene therapeutic. doesn't alter your genes. 
nothing. And now they've all come out and said, you know what? If think about, oh my gosh, it drives me crazy. So for months they come out and they say, this is not a gene therapeutic. It will not alter your genes. And now they're saying, well, if we would have told you that it was a gene therapeutic and alter your genes, you wouldn't have taken it. See, these people are. They're of their father, the devil, who was a murderer from the beginning. Look at this video with Bill Gates. Play for me. The vision is to have uh, in vivo gene editing techniques that you just do a single injection using vectors that target and edit uh, these uh, blood-forming cells, which are down in the bone marrow, with very high efficiency and very few uh, off-target uh, edits. There he is. So she's fully acknowledging. So gene editing, they call it, whether you call it gene therapy, gene altering, gene editing, whatever makes it more palatable to get people to take it so they have no immune system, so they can just continue to vaccinate you over and over again. They just want to. You are the carbon they want to eliminate. They want to vax you to death and make a million dollars off of each body. That's what they want. If they can't do that, then they'll use transgenderism to do it. You know, that's the average cost per, what is the word? Per each transgender patient is a million dollars to transition you from male to female, female to male. It's $1 million. That's all they care about. It's either killing you or the love of money. That's it. They're of their father, the devil. Vigilant Fox video. This one, of course, you probably have already seen. But here's Rand Paul. We'll talk about it afterwards. Confronting Moderna C the Moderna CEO. His last name is Bansell. I can't pronounce his first name. But here he is confronting him about myocarditis. Play for me. Mr. Bansell, uh, Moderna recently paid NIH $400 million. Do you believe it creates a conflict of interest for the government employees who are making money now off of the vaccine to also be dictating the policy about how many times we have to take the vaccine? Good morning, Senator. Uh, indeed, we recently made, a, before Christmas last year, a $400 million payment to the NIH for uh, an old patent that they had developed, not related to COVID, but useful in the development of a COVID vaccine uh, to, to prevent for their work. Uh, it's for the U.S. government to assess how that money should be Do you think be it creates a conflict of interest for the same people deciding the policy of how often we have to take the vaccine to also be making money the more times we take the vaccine? Yes or no? This is for the government to decide. Senator. You have no opinion on whether or not it creates a conflict of interest. Is there a higher interest or a higher incidence of myocarditis among adolescent males 16 to 24 after taking your vaccine? So thank you for the question, Senator. First, let me say we care deeply about safety and we're working closely to, with the CDC and the FDA. to Pretty get... much a yes or no. Is there a higher incidence of myocarditis among boys 16 to 24 after they take your vaccine? The data I've shown actually, I've seen, sorry, from the CDC actually shown that there's less myocarditis for people who get the vaccine versus who get COVID infection. You're, you're saying that for ages 16 to 24 among males who take the COVID vaccine, their risk of myocarditis is less than people who get the disease. That is my understanding. That sir. is not true. And I'd like to enter into the record six peer-reviewed papers from the Journal of Vaccine, the Annals of Medicine that say the complete opposite of what you say. I also spoke with your president just last week and he readily acknowledged in private that yes, there is an increased risk of myocarditis. The the fact that you can't say it in public is quite disturbing. Do you think it's scientifically sound to mandate three vaccines for adolescent boys? This is for the public health leaders to decide. 
Senator. You've been advocating for it. You've been interviewed and you've been advocating for boosters. Do you know when the myocarditis is most common among these adolescent boys after the second dose? When I spoke with your president, he readily acknowledged in private, yeah, that maybe there ought to be a discussion whether we ought to have one vaccine versus two versus three. If 90% of the myocarditis comes after the second dose, why don't we have a rational discussion about one? Marty McCary, a physician from Johns Hopkins, has said exactly the same thing. It's been discussed. And yet we have this ridiculous notion from the CDC. So the CDC says, and I'll ask you this question. Let's start it as a question. Your 16-year-old's had COVID. Your 16-year-old gets better and now has recovered from COVID. You vaccinate them and they get myocarditis. Are you going to give them two more vaccines? Your child, give them two more vaccines? I'm not a clinician. I will have to discuss. You have children. I do. Have you vaccinated your children? I have. How many times? Three or four times. Three or four. All right, so I just had to throw that last part in there. I had to let it go longer than I actually wanted it to go, but I, had to, I just had to get that part in there about his own kids. Just a few, just a few uh, insights on that video. First of all, he espouses this lie, that you're more likely to get myocarditis from COVID than the vaccine that has all been disproven here's another part of that that wasn't brought up in the video that wasn't brought up in the video they will tell you that the myocarditis that you get from covid is far more severe than than the myocarditis you get from the vaccine that has also been completely and totally disproven and not just from my side of the from my side of the argument we just forget about that right now Aaron. or from my side of the my side of the argument and that's, not, that, that's totally been disproven. The myocarditis you get from the vaccine is far more severe than any myocarditis you ever get from COVID-19. That is facts. That is what the peer-reviewed studies have shown. It is settled. Just like you are more likely, way more likely, to get myocarditis from the vax than COVID-19. That is settled, using their own term, quote-unquote, Science. It is settled. It is peer-reviewed. It is done. That is the end of it right there. And here's a man who doesn't even know how many times his own adolescent children have been vaccinated. I would know how many times my kids were COVID-19 vaccinated. He allegedly doesn't even know. He says three or four times. He doesn't even know. I mean, and then the last part of it is you have $400 million given to the NIH from Moderna, a private company, and I could get into the connection between this, what I mean, there's so many tributaries to all these rivers, but you have Moderna giving $400 million to the people who regulate them. And allegedly, the people who regulate them are gonna stay unbiased? When 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 your financial sourcing is coming from the people you're regulated, that you're regulating, that you're charged to regulate? It's like I've told you before, 44% of the FDA's money is given to them by pharma, pharmaceutical companies that they are charged with regulating. Soul system is so corrupt. And then all the Christians take their vaccine. The Christians follow their orders. Suddenly these people grow morality. These are the transgender, they're all the same, they're all the same political ideology coming out of the NIH FDA, CDC, they're all hyper-leftists. Even under Trump, they were hyper-leftists. 
They all espouse trans- transgenderism. They all sp- espouse radical LGP, LGBTQ, whatever it is. Lesbian, what is it? LGP, LGBTQ, radical, radical gay and lesbian agendas. Gun grabbing, uh, gl- you know, globalism, global warming, COVID nineteen, mass vaccination, and allegedly all these people, all these Christians, can't stand all of that. But then suddenly believe that all of their political and ideological opponents suddenly become moral when it comes to vaccines. You consider them to be completely immoral when it comes to abortion and homosexuality and transgenderism. They are completely amoral. But then suddenly when it comes to a metal rod being jammed into your bloodstream, these people are moral? I mean, it blows my mind that so many Christians because... No major church leader has ever come out and said they were wrong. Not one. There's some that have litigated. There's some that opened earlier than others. There's some that barely closed. But for everybody who ever closed, who ever masked, whoever social distanced, whoever pimped and hoard vaccines, why have you not come out and said those vaunted three words, I was wrong? Like, Tom, you've been saying this for the last three years of 15 days to flatten the curve. That's because if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. Never come out and said you were wrong? 2 Chronicles 7, 14, just so you know, I'm quoting the Bible. All right, where am I at, Will? Vigilant Fox? All right, here we go. Oh, Tucker Carlson on Moderna. What a scam. Tax, uh, taxpayers may be on the hook to pay for uh, Moderna's alleged patent infringements. Play it for me. Well, for most of its existence, Moderna was not a successful pharmaceutical company. The company had never developed a drug or distributed a product, and that changed, like so many things, with the coronavirus. When the U.S. government gave Moderna more than $2.5 billion of tax money to research and produce a vaccine for COVID, and that completely changed everything for Moderna. As the stock market tanked in early 2020, millions of Americans were out of work because of lockdowns. Moderna was thriving. Its CEO, Stephen Bansell, became a billionaire overnight. Pretty good on a government contract. The company went on to make tens of billions selling the coronavirus vaccine that taxpayers paid to develop. At its peak, more than two years into corona, the company's stock price had increased by over 2,000% as compared to its price before COVID. So it's pretty clear it is in Moderna's interest to get people vaccinated every year. Why wouldn't it be? If Moderna can't sell its only product, a product that doesn't work really as advertised, the company will not do well. So the Biden administration is pushing this. COVID is like the flu. That's what they're now telling you. So you'll get a shot every year, really whether you want one or not. And now that Moderna has helped establish that standard, the company is planning on quadrupling the price of the COVID vaccine. Who's going to pay? Well, you, through Medicare, Medicaid, and other U.S. government programs, you're going to be paying four times more for a vaccine that you helped pay to develop. But it's not just the taxpayers who helped Moderna apparently invent the vaccine. Last year, two companies, Genevant and Arbitus, sued Moderna for patent infringement. We can't say the truth of this case because we don't know. But those two companies allege that Moderna illegally used their technology to develop the COVID vaccine. If Moderna were to be found guilty, the company would have to pay royalties on tens of billions of vaccine sales. So consider this. Moderna is now trying to effectively rip off the taxpayer by hiking the prices of vaccine. It's in trouble in this suit. And now the Biden administration is stepping in to protect Moderna. 
Thanks to US, the U.S. attorney in Delaware, David Weiss, it's also the guy who's supposed to be investigating Hunter Biden but doesn't seem to be, Moderna may not have to pay anything. That's because Weiss is trying to put taxpayers, you, on the hook for Moderna's alleged patent infringement. You see how this works? Not only did American taxpayers pay to develop the drug, not only did they make the guy who runs the company a billionaire, now you might be on the hook for bailing out Moderna if it's found to have stolen patented technology. Wow, is that a scam? Yeah, it's a typical scam. It's just like the banking system. You pay for the FDC, FDIC. Is that right, Aaron? FDIC. You pay for it. They have about $100 billion in assets. You pay for all of that, which is supposed to pay out people who lost $250,000 or left, left inside their bank accounts. But they're not doing that even. They're paying out everybody, including, see, I don't have time to get into uh, SVB and their fault because one third of their clientele was the CCP, just so everybody knows. So with those multi-million dollar accounts, you're also paying for all that. So you pay for the FDIC, then you pay to bail out Chinese companies from that have gone, you know, have, have defaulted on all. Well, the bank defaulted on all their money, so they lost all the CCP's money. So now you're paying for that. Also, it's all the same scam. Same thing when it comes to. The pharmaceutical companies. Remember something when it comes to Moderna. Not Pfizer, Moderna. Pfizer, BioNTech, same company. BioNTech is the German version of Pfizer. Moderna is partners with the NIH. They're like, that can't be. There cannot be some sort of symbiotic, symbiote relationship between the federal government and a pharmaceutical company. Well, just so you know, that's exactly what it is because they share scientists, they share patents, they share royalties. That's why Anthony Fauci on the Senate floor refused to answer Rand Paul's question about royalties going to NIH scientists because they're also Moderna scientists. That's a fact, by the way. So the NIH has a vet. Remember now, this is so deep. The NIH, the NIH is partners with Moderna and also receives money from Moderna. So you're going to get a fair representation of their vaccine products. The very people that make money off of their distribution are the ones who are going to decide how many times you need to take it. That's fair. I mean, they, but they all care about your health. And suddenly these people have morality and really care about your health, right? Christians, mass Christians. I don't understand why people get so upset about people wearing masks. This is why, right here. So here, just, a, I wrote a little list here. You paid for the development of this. You paid for the development of Moderna's vaccination and Pfizer's. I'll get into Pfizer in just a second. Then you, you're now going to pay for everybody to get it seasonally. So basically, at least twice a year to get the Moderna vax. You're going to pay for that also. And then you're, because they allegedly stole patented, because you need to understand, there's 30, 40, 50, 60 patents. Patented chemicals, biological materials, whatever, inside of each vaccination. It's not just somebody just creates these awesome clot juice and it just is one, one item. No, there's many, many patents. So the guy, like I've told you, Ursula van der Leyen, the head of the EU, who you could not buy, sell, trade, or travel up to about six months ago inside of, the, inside of the EU unless you had a vaccine passport. And vaccine passports are what sets up all the infrastructure for CBDCs and social credit systems. But you couldn't buy, sell, trade, or travel inside of the European Union without a vaccine passport. Well, her husband is in charge of certain patented materials that went into the Pfizer vaccination that she was mandating. So she's personally financially invested, personally financially prospering off of the vaccine she's mandating. It's exactly what's going on inside of the Moderna too. Moderna's receiving $400 million. I mean, the NIH is mandating, just so to speak, mandating a vaccine that 
they are receiving $400 million from the developer of the vaccine that they're mandating. So that you had to pay for the development, you're having to pay for others to get it now, and you're going to pay for the defense that Moderna is going to put on to say that they didn't steal patented materials from other companies. You're going to pay for all of that, just like you and I paid for the multi-million dollar lawsuit where you had the FDA. Why can't Pfizer pay for their own? I mean, how much does Pfizer make a month? Billions and billions per month, millions per day. You and I paid for the FDA to sue on Pfizer's behalf to not release their vaccine developmental data for 75 years. And of course, all the Christians lined up and wanted to take a vaccine from a company who wanted to keep confidential their vaccine developmental data. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, mean, let me just hurry up and get in line to take a vaccine from a company who wants to keep that vaccine's developmental data uh, confidential for 75 years. Oh, I can't wait to do it. Of course, there can't be anything nefarious about that. It has to be moral that they don't. They want to. They want to keep that vaccine, vaccine developmental data confidential. I mean, it has to be some sort of moral reason behind it, right? Amazing to me. So we pay for everything. We pay for absolutely everything. What do you got on there? Bio, uh, Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna are making one thousand profit every second. That's what my producer Aaron just put up for me. Every second they're making a thousand dollars, but you're still paying for everything. As Moderna was going out of business, Moderna was finished before COVID-19. Funny how it all worked out for them, isn't it? As they were at Event 201, war gaming and table, having tabletop exercises on how to respond to COVID-19, along with Avril Haines, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Klaus Schwab. This is what I mean. And of course, it's just a, a virus that doesn't touch any of them. Because all the, real, all the virus ever touched were people that were inside of nursing homes that they sent in infected patients on purpose. Uh, let, me, let me name the ones who did that. That would be Gavin Newsom, uh, Andrew Cuomo, Wretched Whitless, Gretchen Whitmer, and Tommy Wolf. Pennsylvania, Michigan, California. Who am I missing? Who did I leave it? Yeah, Phil Murphy, New Jersey. I'm not sure if you did or not, but I, whatever state, I may have left them out. So Gavin Newsom, California, Tom Wolf, Pennsylvania, Gretchen Whitmer, Michigan, Andrew Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, New York, all did the, that, that's a guy, they were never going to catch, why did, why did these, why is no major leader died of COVID-19? It's strange because they're all elderly and fat. Not one of them, I know there's a few that aren't, like Trudeau or whatever. You believe Justin Trudeau's vaccinated? If you do, you're, you're, you're a fool. He's getting saline solution injections, we all know that. All right, let's, let me just show you some of this, some, some statistics that are coming out. Dr. James E. Olson tweet, note, in the last two weeks, last two weeks, Police chief dead unexpectedly in Maine. Police officer dead at 36 in Tennessee. Police captain, why why, why is he putting these up? Leave this up for me, Will. Why is he putting this up? Because they are all mandated to get the vaccine or they would lose their jobs. All, let me get again. I'll look around the room here. Anybody ever heard throughout your entire life, firefighters and police officers, which are the healthiest among us, I know there's fat, Donut-stricken police officers. I know. Believe me, I've heard all the jokes. 25 years on law enforcement myself. That's why I never would eat a donut in public, and on duty anyway. I know that, but most of all, firefighters and police officers are the healthiest among us. And we get into Edward Dow, which I will in a minute. Our workforce is being decimated with a 40% increase in excess deaths. The workforce, which is 25 to 64 years of old, has a 40% increase in excess deaths 
from 20 in 2021 and 2022 and now going into 2023 which normally they are the healthiest among us but now they're the they're the most unhealthy among us because they're the most vac- most vaccinated because they had to be vaccinated and keep their jobs police captain found dead at 52 in oklahoma police captains please we hear about police captains just dropping dead all the time right I mean, that just happens all the time, doesn't it, guys? Haven't you heard about that your whole life? Firefighter, police officer found dead sitting in his patrol car. Oh, we, that happened all the time, doesn't it? Another fire captain dead suddenly in Arkansas. Uh, fire captain dead unexpectedly in Arizona. Uh, firefighter, age 46, stroke in Virginia. This is just over the last two weeks. Not to mention nine students dead at the University of North Carolina for just un- unknown reasons. Unknown reasons. Yeah, it's the Edward Dow portion. All right, let me show you this. You got to sh- listen closely to these numbers. We'll go over them when the, when the video is over, but listen closely to these numbers. Rumble video, Ed Dowd from Pandemic War Room from Steve Bannon's show. Ed Dowd, healthcare data. Play it for me. Here's the theory of the case simply from excess deaths and disabilities that I've been uh, uh, talking about now for about six months. The bottom line is this. This is the elevator pitch. Uh, excess deaths in the group life segment, which is a very specialized part of the population, uh, the, the elite amongst us, the Fortune 500 mid-sized company workers, their excess deaths in 21 were 40 percent. The general U.S. population was 32 percent. That normally doesn't happen. The group life policyholders are 25 through 64. Uh, they're the most healthy amongst us. That study has been proven uh, by the Society of Actuaries. They die at usually one-third the mortality rate in any given year. So in 2021, that relationship flipped. That's uh, database number one, Society of Actuaries. Database number two is Disabilities, U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. We added about 3.2 million uh, disabled from a base of about 29 to 30 in a very short order. Uh, 1.7 million of those are employed, and the employed disability rate went up 31%, while the general U.S. population went up 8%. So what, what, what is the theory of the case? Vaccines and mandates. So the employed of our country have had worse health outcomes since 21, 22, since 2020. So in 21, 22, and continues in 23, the employed of our population, it's been detrimental to your health to be employed. So that you, you have excess deaths higher than the general population, and you're getting disabled at a faster rate. So unless the virus transformed into a magical, mystical fairy virus where it only affects the employed, uh, we have a problem in, in this country. And if it's not the vaccines, what is it? And why aren't we talking about it? That's the theory of that case. Well, yeah, you have, you have to look at it. Now, for simplicity of conversation, why does it solely affect the employed? Now, of course, it's not solely. Everybody else is a 32% increase in excess mortality. Which, remember, of course, and I know you hear this all the time if you watch this podcast, but a 10% increase in excess mortality. In other words, if you had 100,000 people die per year and then a 10% increase would be, you'd go up to 110%, 110,000 people die. That happens once every 200 years. World War II, uh, bubonic plague, once every 200 years, right? So there you go. And, you know, and again, that's on average because if you had a World War I and a World War II all jammed within 40 years of each other, then you have an exception. But suddenly we have a, this isn't a 10, now remember, 10% increase in excess mortality is a one in 200 year event. We're at 30 to 40% depending on what age group you're in. Now, let, listen to what he said here. The group life segment, which excess mortality is up 40%, 40% more people are dying. This is coming from the Society of Actuaries, which is insurance company data. You're like, well, why aren't the insurance companies coming out and saying this? Because it's not financially beneficial for them to do it right now. 
They are key, they are keeping the we don't know why this is happening line. Unknown, looks like Alberta, Canada, number one cause of death in Alberta, Canada is unknown. Never happened before in the history of any world ever. But right now they're calling it long COVID. They're calling, we don't know what, we don't know what's happening. Global warming, they're, they're, they're running the globalist leftist line because it's politically expedient and financially beneficial for them to do that for now because there's no margin calls. The margin calls are coming. Margin calls are coming. In other words, the, the payouts are coming and they're gonna, then they will start telling the truth. It's gonna happen. We pray that it all be exposed and it will all be exposed. So the group life segment of our culture, which is 25 to 64 year olds, the most likely to be employed is that age bracket. Now they used to be 33% less likely to die for simplicity of conversation. I'm making this very simplistic for you and for me. They used to be 33% less likely to die than everybody else because they're the healthiest among us. They're the ones out working. This is not just 25 to 64 year olds. This is the group life segment. These are the people that are in this room right now. Everybody in this room works. Everybody in this room is 25 to 64, except for my daughter who's 22. So everybody in this room, we are part of the group life segment. This segment of the population, which used to be 33% less likely to die, is now 40% more likely to die. Facts used to be 33% less likely to die than everybody else is now 40% more likely to die than everybody else. Total inversion. Why? Because everybody else at least had an opportunity not to get vaccinated. A lot of them are stupid enough, idiotic enough, moronic enough to get these vaccinations. And if that applies to you, let me just take back what I said. No, you know what? I'm not going to take back what I said. You're a moron and you're stupid unless you've repented if you took that absolutely ridiculous gene therapeutic. Listen, I've done plenty of stupid things in my life. Simply repent, get prayed over, get that clot juice delivered out of your body in Jesus' mighty name. But look and listen to that inversion. And it's not like everybody else has escaped because the excess mortality for every other age group is 32%. Three times a one in 200 year event. If you're in the working, uh, if you're in the working uh, group, 25 to 64, then it's four times a one in 200 year event. You're like, Tom, there's no way. It's true. Edward Dowd has it about, so far, about 800,000. 800,000 vaccine deaths inside the United States. You're like, that can't be. Okay, first of all, Edward Dowd is not a devout Trump supporter, right winger. He is a former BlackRock executive who's taken his acumen, his statistical genius, his financial statistical genius, and pointed it at vaccine statistics. He does other stuff too, banking and everything else. Read his stuff. It's simply non-political. It's just statistical data when it comes to vaccines, coming from the Society of Actuaries, which is insurance companies. Insurance companies are right-wingers, anything but. But these are the, this, these, this, is the, this is the real numbers. This is what is really happening right now, right before our various, and he's estimating 800,000 people have died from the vaccine so far in the United States, not worldwide in the United States. You're like, that That would be impossible. We would all know. You really think so in a country with 400 million people? I know what everybody says. You've heard me say this before. 330 million people live in the United States. It's absolutely wrong. That is from 2006, folks. 17 years ago. 17 years ago. We have 2 million people legally immigrating to the United States every year. Joe Biden's let in 6 million so far in two years. You honestly think? You think about that. 
13 times two is 26 million on top of the 33 million. So you're already at, you're already at 360 million plus all the illegals. So we're at 400 million. You don't think you can hide 800,000 deaths at 400 million people? 400 million. What is, what is a million? It's a thousand thousands. We don't even have, we have 800 of 1 million. Thousand thousands. We have 800. 800,000. Doesn't even, it doesn't even reach 1 million out of the 400 million. It's easily hideable. People will just deny it anyway. It's long COVID. It's climate. It's diet. Whatever all, every, listen, I want to tell you this too. Dying from COVID now is a vaccine side effect. Everybody dying of COVID is fully vaccinated. Statistically speaking, from the UK, from Australia, from Canada, we, we, don't, we keep all those statistics now completely confidential inside of the United States. It's strange too. What a coincidence, right? That Rochelle Walensky from the CDC, the Center of Disease Control, would keep hospitalization and death data for the vaccinated confidential. Strange, right? Dying from COVID-19 is a vaccine side effect because Omicron is a sniffle, but everybody's dying. More people have died of Omicron than Delta. More people have died of Omicron than Alpha, which were the most virulent variants. The least virulent variant is killing the most people. How can that be? Because they don't have an immune system. It's called ADE. All right, let me just show you this real quick. This is a funny video. Uh, Daniel Fernandez video. The rainy summit. These are the teachers that are on strike for their own personal profit in LA County. Here they are. This should look familiar to you because this reminds me of the dances that were done inside of hospitals. Play it for me. While, while they're dancing, I just wanted to, I wanted to show you this. So just in the midst of this. So they're, they, of course, want more money because, you know, they have to work nine months out of the year. So, you know, they got to have a lot more money. A tough life. They only get three months vacation per year. On top of the vacation they're allowed to have inside of the nine months. Of course, they're not getting paid enough. They're getting paid more than on average than basically any other American citizen. But they need more money because they're working nine months out of the year. But here's their, go to this next one for me, Will. Um, here's, here's, their, here's their performance. So they, they need more money to continue to accomplish this. 44% of their students, 44%. So let's, of course... 66%, is that right? No, 44%. No, it'd be uh, 56% of their students. 56% of their students can't read. 44, so they need more money to reach these Olympic, these Olympian levels of proficiency, these Olympian levels of, of accomplishment of less than half of their students can even read. And they need to be paid more to continue to accomplish that. And about, let's see, so 73, uh, was it 67%? 67% of their students can't do math. So 56% of their students can't read. 67% of their students can't do math. And they need to be paid more to accomplish that. Just had to throw that one in there. Go to the next thing for me, Will. I'm going to do these machine gun fire. Here's some, here's some other stuff for you. Do- Dr. Rachel Levine, which is Richard Levine, and fully penised male, still has lopped anything off yet. No, I don't think he never will because he could never accomplish anything as a man. So he just transitioned to a woman because then he becomes a preferred class. Dr. Rachel Levine is named one of the 12 women of the year by USA Today. So a guy with a giant, with a, with, with a penis, has dangles, has a giant appendage hanging off of his crotch, is a woman. Fully penis male with testicles. He doesn't remotely look like a woman. 
There he is. I mean, look at that face. Is now a woman of the year. That, that is, is a nominee. Is one of their women of the year. Let's go to the next one. Minnesota's first transgender lawmaker named USA. Here's another one. Here's another one of the 12. Another woman of the year. And here's the thing. I'm called the misogynist. The men are women are winning the women's awards and people like me are called misogynists and male chauvinists. These other male chauvinists right here, women all, winning all the women's awards. Go to the next one for me, Will. Avi Yemeni tweet. Here's a picture from Dan Andrews, Victoria, Australia. By the way, again, it's all part of the same agenda. I wrote them down up here with pandemics, vaccines, CBDC, social criticisms, climate change, abortionists, transgender, LGBTQ, uh, gun grabbers, all one agenda with many tactics. Those are the tactics to the one agenda. Dan Andrews is on board with, with the WEF. He's a WEF whore, China whore, vaccine whore, COVID whore, lockdown whore, vaccine, uh, vaccine, uh, vaccine whore, masking whore. And of course, he buys into the transgender narrative also because that narrative is part of the grand agenda. This is what, look at this. This is an actual photo, photo of women's restrooms in Victoria starting next year. That's a woman's restroom. You're like, how would a woman, how's a woman gonna squat on that thing? That's not, that's for fully penis males calling themselves women so they have urinals inside of women's bathrooms. That's fully penis males being accommodated with urinals inside of women's restrooms. That's, that's a real safe environment for your 12 year old girl to go in and take a pee, right? Yeah, right. I was a cop for, I was a cop for 25 years. I never found one dude not one, I never found one woman trying to get into a man's restroom, ever. But there are plenty of dudes trying to get into women's restrooms. And that's the point of it all. Love you all. Back here. Stay for all the videos. Got a bunch of videos. About a minute and a half worth of advertising. Then video time. Got a bunch of them. Stick around for it. Back here, Saturday night. 10, it's Saturday at 10.30, right? 10.30 Saturday night, I don't get the wrong one. 10.30 Saturday night for 55 Minutes of Fury. Listen, appreciate you all. 453 people watching right now on our multiple platforms. Want you to know that you're loved. I love you. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. See you back here, 10.30 Saturday night. God bless you. So what is the will of God? Romans 8.28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. That's a qualified verse, though. Christians use that to say that the will of God is unfolding in their life. If your business stinks, it's not the will of God. If your family stinks, that's not the will of God. He is not working for your good. He's not, he's not using your compromise and your rejection of the word of God for your good. Because Romans 8, 28 is qualified with 27 and nobody reads 27. Why is that? Because it puts, it puts the responsibility on the believer. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. He is working for your good. In that, he's listening to how you pray. Romans 8, 26, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. That's the good that he's doing. He's honed in solely on the voice of the Spirit.
Are you praying the Holy Ghost? That's the good he's listening to. Not your compromise, not your sin, not your worry, not your fear, not your bad attitude and working for your good. The only good he's working is what the Holy Spirit is telling him. It's only good. enjoyed watching the Tom Lively podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLively.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt.